thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And I'm super excited, actually, because today we have one of my personal faves on the show, and I like to say he's mine. I, 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 know, that that's me? I know that that's just me taking ownership. Excuse me, we met him together. Oh, we did. Okay, we did. But he's been mine since then. Okay. <laughs> so this is the amazing Sam Parker. Now, Sam, I'm going to just kind of go through a little bit of a something, something about you, but we really want to talk to you about who you are and what you're doing because, you know, when Cindy and I met you, you were in a very different phase of your life. You're a, you're a chiropractor, you're young, you're hot, you're married. You know, like there's just so much going on in your world. And I've been working with you personally now for the last two or three years. Is it two years or three years? Oh. Three? Did it ever stop? No, I don't think so. (laughs) But we've had the most amazing friendship and the most amazing connection and relationship, which has been like worth gold to me. And I treasure it so dearly that, to watch you grow and to expand into what you're doing now is, you know, when I say I, th- I feel like you're one of mine, it's like it makes me feel so proud to know you and to love you and to honour you. And to have you on the show where we can actually share you with all of our listeners is something I think we've wanted to do for a very, very long time. So it's about time. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sam Parker. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Thanks, <laughs> Cindy. Thanks for having me. What an intro. How cool was that? Hey, hey, let's not forget the fact that I actually married him. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Thank well, you. Well, I was at the wedding. Was that before? I was at, I yeah, was at the wedding. I was at Let's not go there. Let's go there. I think we should tell that story. <laughs> We might do that later on. Let's find out who Sam is first. Yeah. (laughs) So, Sam, fill us in about you and your journey so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit and understand from our point of view why we think you're so special. But tell us about about you. Who are you? Oh, that's that's quite a a big question, isn't it? Um, I know. So we met um, by chance or as a universal fate, shall we call it, when you connect the dots backwards uh, we met around what early 2013 about february 2013 we were lucky enough to sit at a table in a massive big auditorium at the brisbane exhibition and convention center brisbane entertainment center whatever it was yeah massive big room and we ended up sitting at a table and then uh kimmy you weren't there but uh cindy and karen um just plonked yourselves at our table and uh yeah it was one of the best nights um one of the best nights ever and uh, got connected and had a chat and after Catherine, my wife, my now wife, um, elbowed me in the ribs so I knew who Karen was because Karen had spoken but I hadn't met Cindy at that stage and Catherine like elbowed me in the ribs, almost broke my ribs. That <laughs> So, um, yeah, we had, we had a great time really. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was great to connect with um, people who were living um, their inspired vision or um, grabbing life by the balls as some may say. Um, it was great to connect with you guys, um, you know, after seeing you speak and, and knowing your journeys even more so now. But it was it was really inspiring to meet you guys. You had a massive impact. You and the wellness guys have had a massive impact on our lifestyle um, towards the end of 2012 and start of 2013. So, it was, yeah, it was quite a big uh, uh, change in our health and our, and our philosophy around health at that time. And then um, finished off graduating at chiropractic college at RMIT University uh, at the end of 2013. And as the stars aligned us, um, we're getting drawn towards the Sunshine Coast. I, um, I got to hang out with uh, Mark Postles and, and the amazing team at Coast Chiropractic Kiwana as part of my placement towards the end later on in 2013. And, um, and everything worked out that we ended up 
moving up at the start of 2014 where I started practice and is where I'm, I'm hanging out in the back office in uh, Jackie's office at the moment because Jackie's away, um, talking to you guys. So, yeah, I'm a, uh, still a chiropractor at the moment. Um, had quite a big shift, I think about six months in, two, three to six months into being a chiropractor in 2014. Uh, met this, this lady who was coming in that I know quite well and she's a bit of a blonde bombshell and she's pretty awesome and she, uh, she lit a fire under my butt uh, doing her speaker's fast track training. Oh, you meant me. I'm thinking, wow, who's this? <laughs> yeah, it's you. And, oh. and uh, realised I thought I was just going to kind of cruise through life and live on the beach and just sort of cruise through things. And then um, someone lit a bit of a fire under me, under my backside and really started um, things in motion. And uh, as that's evolved and the message has changed and the um, challenges of life and uh, being an Aussie male and being now a dad uh, has really shaped um, uh, a new journey for me, which we're um, taking things at the moment. I think that's the best way to smile. So I'm a dad. Uh, Jacko is uh, almost two years old. Uh, Jackson is his actual name, but everyone knows him as Jacko. Um, and my beautiful wife, Catherine. So we're still on the Sunshine Coast, still practising as a chiropractor. And uh, in my spare time with all that, I uh, grab life by the balls. So what does that mean? Because I think that is a huge part of describing who you are. Explain that to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, Grab life by the balls. Uh, As of Friday... Uh, is a not-for-profit organisation. Woohoo! Sam, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, go you! Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. So there's still a few more. Um, that's brilliant. Things yeah. to work out, but that's yeah. it's all um, it's all gone through. So yeah, that's wow. huge congrats. Yeah. yeah, congratulations, Sam. That's yes. brilliant, especially with I know with what you're doing. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. So um, grab life by the balls is a proactive and positive men's mental health movement so proactive as in um before things go pear-shaped or before the s-h-i-t hits the fan the pear-shaped is probably more a nicer way of saying it uh for men's mental health and positive as in um i'm not a psychologist i'm not a therapist i'm not a counselor um positive as in like positive psychology what's um what's a fulfilled life what's a happy life what's what's a purposeful life and uh that's what grab life by the bulls is um is where we're sitting. So we're not crisis, we're not prevention in mental health and we're in between that and so in between mental health as in um, crisis and prevention, as I mentioned, and then um, personal development. I think there's a language and and stuff there that doesn't really meet um, your average guy, your, your Aussie bloke, your Aussie man um, in a ballsy, we're trying to deliver our stuff in a ballsy laid back uh, a bit cheeky, a bit humorous, very relaxed and very simple, practical way of going about things to, in essence, to grab life by the balls, which means to live your best life. So stop stop the uh, or work through that inner voice in your head, that inner prick. Um, work through the expectations of society, your good boy syndrome, and, and who gives a, a crap about what everyone else is doing on social media and working through that and asking yourself better questions, which then leads to, okay, what is it I'm really good at? What is it that really, really motivates me? What's my underlying motivation, my underlying why? And where is it do I really want to go in life rather than just um, sort of going through willy-nilly and trying to keep everyone else happy, starting to find out where it is that what it means to, you know, get up and grab life by the balls. What does that mean to you for each guy? So, yeah, we're, we're a little bit different. We're a little bit edgy um, in between... You know, there's no one really talking to Aussie guys in an Aussie way and relating to them. There's a lot of stuff out there that is designed to help guys, but there's no one really talking their language. And then if they're not talking their language, it's a bit hard to keep up with what you're talking about. And then there's a lot of pressure and expectation on how we go about living our lives from uh, a lot of different sources. And guys are a little bit lost. You know, um, women are amazing and they're doing amazing things and they're really stepping up and becoming empowered and stepping up into a, a fairer, more equal society. I wouldn't say it's perfect just yet. But with that, I think guys have lost their identity. Um, 
I was going to say something else then. They've lost their identity. They're not really sure who they are, what they're on about, why they're doing it and how to go about things because on one scale we need to be more sensitive and more uh, in touch with our feelings but then at other times we need to be really tough and to to step up and take control and really use our our, uh, our testosterone, our masculinity in different situations and there's this yin and yang balance that's not quite balanced at the moment in a lot of different ways and guys aren't really sure how to um, how to be themselves and how to act in a society that's um, rapidly changing. Sam, I think that's something that's always um, puzzled me about how um, the, the shift in the dynamic between masculine and feminine has affected the men because women, you know, obviously women have been suppressed for a very long time and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the pendulum tends to swing in both extremes before it finds balance. So I, I've often wondered how men have actually coped with this great shift in terms of how displaced they've become or how lost they've become in relationships where, you know, they're used to having a subservient woman um, through previous generations and now all of a sudden women are these powerhouses that want it all and don't take no for an answer and won't be subservient and won't cook and clean and wash and iron. And here's one we've prepared earlier just saying. Um, And so, you know, I've been interested to see how that um, deeply affects the psyche of men because it, it can't be easy and women have each other to talk through what's going on. But I've wondered how men reconcile the shift and reconcile the change because, I mean, it's not, like it's, 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 it's not like it's going to go back to the way that it was. So how, does, how do men reconcile that challenge? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different angles, but we could all well, we'll chuck it in here. You know, guys, I love the barbecue analogy because you know where I'm going now. Um, you know, the barbecue analogy, women will, and this is very stereotypical, so no one give me too much of a hard time, but just generally speaking, you know, women will sit around the, the table in the, uh, in the patio out in the backyard and uh, they'll have their, their wine and have a chat and discuss everything and uh, be pretty hard to get a word in while the guys stand around and connect around the barbecue and that's where they start developing a bit of make developing a bit of mateship and connection, not necessarily always talking about stuff, but doing things side by side, like turning some snags over or throwing the uh, the tennis ball back to the kids playing backyard cricket or something like that. That's where guys start to connect. And I think it's a real tribal thing. Like some of the stuff that I've read, the research that I've read, it goes back to tribal days of how guys connect. And that's usually side by side. So going out and doing things, you know, even if it is just standing around a barbecue, um, is where guys start to connect and, and develop that mateship. So um, with that in mind, I think it's uh, with men's mental health stats in Australia, which are pretty pretty un-Australian uh, or pretty horrific, depending on which word you want to use there, um, it would be a pretty good idea for uh, someone to have a, an attempt at the world's biggest barbecue because barbecuing's, you know, how much more Aussie is having a barbecue and Australia has no world records to do with barbecues. The actual world record for the biggest attendance of a barbecue is Mexico. Um, I'd like to think we're better barbecuers than Mexico and six men a day suicide in Australia, uh, so 42 a week, so pretty two very two very un-Australian statistics there that I think uh, we're moving forward. Grab Life by the Balls wants to address by having the world's biggest barbecue at some stage, probably uh, looking at probably next year. So that's that'd be one way of doing it, Karen. Uh, mateship and connection, and understanding the guys do things side by side. Yeah, because it is very interesting. I think about my Matt, who's quite the Aussie yobbo bloke. You know, he's <laughs> not, he's no snag. Um, <laughs> pardon the pardon the barbecue pun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But it's interesting, like I, I often think about how those Aussie blokey blokes, um, you know, they, they deal with the challenges that life throws at them, especially when, you know, the, they can't necessarily sit around and talk about it like women talk about their feelings. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a shift for that, but I think um, I think it's hard for guys on one level to do that because we've never been taught to sit and analyse our emotion. Like if you're playing sport, you don't really have time to 
have a look at what you're feeling and how you're feeling and be able to discuss it. You've just got to move on and focus on the next play or the next solution, you know, towards winning the game. So I think it's a it's quite difficult for guys to start expressing that straight away. Unless you're doing something side by side and get that kinesthetic part of your brain working with everything else and then guys can find it easier to connect, to to talk about stuff. And then I think at the other extreme, I think sometimes we get so attached to our story that um, talking about it sometimes is almost detrimental. There's, there's good research to say that it is actually good for you to a point. But then after that point, you know, you can just keep rehashing the same story and still not step up and grab life by the balls. So I think there's, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways to go about it, but I think it's just understanding what Aussie guys are like and honouring honoring them for how things have happened, how we've grown up, our, our culture essentially as well, and honouring that, but then using that to our advantage rather than um, telling guys that they should be doing this or this is how they've got to be or this is you should come and ask for help. You know, you guys don't ask for help. How, how could a guy really understand what's going on for him but then go to a, uh, a health practitioner and say, I need help? It's very um, difficult for guys to take that first step. And I think it, um, if we reframe it or do things differently like we're trying to do with what we're doing, I think it opens up more possibilities for guys by making them feel honoured, making them feel a bit more empowered rather than belittling them and um, putting a lot of pressure on them to act in a certain way which is outside of their nature. Mm. Sam, can I ask you a question? I mean, for a lot of us, the work we get into is driven by a strong experience, um, uh, family situations, work challenges. There's a whole lot of things. I mean, out of all the things that you've become really passionate about, What's the driver and behind Sam Parker running this grab life by the balls? Yeah, um, great question. Thanks, Kim. The, um, I, there's a couple of stories, but the one that really sticks in my mind, well, there's two. One was, um, I, was I was seeing a certain male uh, in practice and he had a, an argument of sorts or something with his, his female partner and he, in that course of that, argument that was going on something got thrown and it hit him and the guy that came in after that had happened to see me was completely different to the guy that happened before that and you could see this this strong individual was um shattered you could see his just the way his whole energy the way he held himself was completely different after that accident that incident I don't think it was on purpose but things happened and he got hit and I was just thinking like on the other end of the scale of what Karen was talking about how you know women have become so empowered which is fantastic and we definitely don't want it to go back to what it was guys are you know miss slipping through the system as well imagine if that was the other way around that the guy had accidentally done something and they had thrown something and it hit the woman what the reaction would be Whereas for the guy, this was like completely foreign. He felt emotionally shattered from it but didn't know what to do because of the way it would be portrayed. Um, how do you really go about that? You know, domestic violence does happen to men but it also, you know, predominantly and more scarily happens to women at a different level. You know, seeing that happen and see what that did to that guy and there was nothing really anyone could do and thinking about what it would be like if things were reversed, that was pretty scary. That was quite a, a shake-up of how things are um, in society at the moment when it comes to that sort of thing. And then the, um, you know, massive change becoming a dad, I think that, you know, that really shaped a different perspective of me. I think um, it really helped me evolve along with um, the guidance of support of many many women, including Catherine, my wife, and um and Karen and her uh, inner, and our inner circle crews that have, I've been in the last couple of years. But that evolution of becoming a dad was a, a, a purpose bigger than oneself, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, the, there's passion and then there's purpose and there's purpose beyond oneself, a, a bigger picture look at things. And I think that's where things started to evolve. And looking at all these men's mental health stats in Australia, like six men a day, suicide, 42 a week, um, the, the financial cost to Australia with all that happening, um, 
more recent stats on the Sunshine Coast, which we all where we all live, is four out of five men. Four out of five suicides on the coast are men, so it's a, and suicide on the Sunshine Coast is actually above the national average. Um, and that the scary stat, and this is where Grab Life by the Balls I've found really fits now, is that 58% of suicides, there is no underlying pre-existing diagnosed mental health condition or disorder. So 42% yes, but in 58% of the suicides, there is no, there isn't mental health issues before that. There's some stress. There's a lot of stress that can go to that point, but it's not, it's not, sitting in the system. So we need to do something different, which is where Grab Life by the Balls come in. And the real, the stat that makes me cry every time I talk about it, and I'm even about to tear up now, is that the stats are showing, and I'm sure everything's on the increase, but the latest, one of the latest stats that I saw is basically 48% or one in two people will have some sort of mental health condition or disorder in their lifetime, past, present or future. And to think that Jacko, my little two-year-old boy, is going to go through something like that and there's nothing that I can do about it, possibly nothing I can do about it, scares the absolute crap out of me. And about that same time, I, was, I felt pressure on being a dad. So it was like, okay, I'm a dad, so all right, we should have the picket fence, we should have the house now, we should have the four-wheel drive with the car seats, we should be going on holidays to Bali, you know, insert all these other BS ideas, really trying hard not to swear here, but insert all that pressure that you put on yourself because of what everyone else expects and what you expect of yourself as well, which we should come back to. Um, that was like, it was totally draining. And then, you know, I, had a, I remember distinctly having a chat with some of the boys um, around some of this stuff. It sort of came up in conversation of what I was trying to get done and trying to plan and, and all that sort of financial stuff and getting a house and all that sort of stuff. And we we're talking about it while we we're playing golf, you know, side by side, safe place to talk about stuff, asking some questions of guys I was hanging out with who had um, had their SHIT together um, that I looked up to. And then they were saying, it. then as I asked these questions, these guys were like, no, mate, wow, whoa. And they started unloading on all the pressures and the expectation and all the stuff that they felt. And I was like, I feel like I've invested a lot of, in myself with coaching and personal development, if I'm feeling like this, what are other guys feeling? And then all these guys started saying stuff. And that, and then to me, I was looking up to these guys and, and admired where they were with their life and what they'd done already. And I was like, if these guys are talking like this as well, like this must be everyone. And it's like, wow, maybe it is. And then um, fast forward to the, uh, the most recent inner circle group I've been in with Karen. I um, wasn't sure how Grab Life by the Balls looked, what we were doing. We were still in its early days of where it is now and where it's going to. And I was talking to that this awesome group. Both groups have been awesome. And these, these ladies in this second group were just like, I presented what, were, what I was up to and their jaws were basically on the ground going, oh, my God. And it wasn't until then that I realised that I had something to offer. And uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a real turning point. And um, that gave me some confidence as, you know, I was on the right track because guys don't really like anything or comment too much or do anything on Facebook or give you too much feedback when you deliver a talk. And then I realised I was really onto something. So it was basically Jacko and then my own journey and finding out that wasn't just me, it's pretty much every guy at some point, if not ongoing, who's going through some, going through some crap but no one really ever mentions it. That was kind of a long answer, but I'm on out for a chat, so it should be fine, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah, you'll be right. Exactly. <laughs> Stunning. I, um, I wonder why we're going, you know, through this. I, I'm listening to you and I'm going, this isn't the way it's meant to be. Um, it, it's almost like society is created, as Jack Cruz has said to us, it's an asteroid, but in this asteroid, We've created a rod in our backs that we can't be like the, our hunter-gatherer ancestors or our simple farming life ancestors or our herding life ancestors. And it feels like um, that there's a breaking point for everybody. 
So how do you address that? Because you cannot get out of this life unless you decide to, you know, buy acreage and move out of life completely, which most people don't want to do because for the most part, we have a lot of fun in this modern world of modern conveniences. But do, yeah. do you, yeah, is, is it a brain thing that we can't come to grips with because we haven't evolved or what is this? I think there's a whole load of things. Um, going back to what goes on inside your head and I think our own our own individual, particularly guys, that's, that um, sense of failure, whether it's um, actual or perceived, you know, not living up to our own expectations, you know, like that failure, it like cuts deep. Whether it, whether it's minor to everyone else or actually a big thing, that can cut really deep. And um, I think that's a massive one. But there's other things that lead up to that, like these questions that we get um, when we're doing our presentations up at the mines and, and doing our talks where, wherever we go, it is about that conditioning. Like no one's ever asked, really asked us, what is it that we're really good at? What really is your underlying motivation and what do you want to do with all that? Where do you want to go with all that? It's the other way around usually. It's okay, so set goals because everyone's got to set goals, particularly New Year's Eve, and 90% of those goals fail over the year because they're not really goals that we really want to achieve. We've been in a, in a system where we're educated to you know, just keep going through all that conditioning and keep doing what we need to do in front of us. But we've never been, we've been always focusing on our weaknesses. No one's ever asked us what our strengths are. Everyone's focused on getting uh, a job that pays really well and that'll enable everything to come so much easier in life. But money and happiness or money and wealth, uh, wealth and happiness don't really match up once you get to a certain point, which most of us reach in Australia just by being average at our average wage. Um, you know, happiness then drops off as well, doesn't increase as steadily as wealth does after that. So we reach that point there. It's not all about money or getting the good job. It's about what we really want to do and why we, what really lets us, um, leads to an inspired life. You know, what, what actually inspires us rather than, um, at one level, you know, getting excited about going out on a Friday night or, you know, hitting the beers, which I definitely did for quite a while there. You know, that was that was a good time. That made me happy. But happy's only, you know, only lasts for a little bit longer. Meaning and purpose are much more stronger ways of going about things. And we've never really been trained to ask those questions or anyone opened us up to look at these things. And then you go, <laughs> for me, finally finish um, everything that I was meant to do, like going to uni and having a career and all that sort of stuff. And it wasn't until... Um, my first year out of uni, and it's like, oh, there's things called values and there's this whole other world of personal development that I, I never knew existed. All it was was smart goals and none of them were really fulfilling um, because they weren't aligned with my values. It's like, oh, wow. And then the, the other thing is like we don't uh, – social media is amazing, but then – and it's taken off. You know, five years ago, you know, six, seven years ago, it wasn't really a massive thing and now it's, it's – part of our lives even more so and we get that dopamine rush every time we look at our phone and see another person comment or like or share or get traction on social media that way but then we're also looking at what everyone else is doing and we you know if you're looking down on your phone your posture changes your energy changes you use a different part of your brain there's different hormones being um, pumped through your body and then you start feeling a bit average anyway, but then you start looking at everyone else doing really amazing things and showing their highlight reel because no one, not a lot of people will talk about the, the crappy stuff and we're constantly looking at highlight reels of people living their life and doing awesome things, but we don't get the backstory behind that. When they may be having a really hard time and this is their little release or they've splurged on the credit card and they're going to have to pay off debt for another three years when they went to Bali for their holiday. So there's a lot of... Um, incongruencies there, we're, we're comparing our worst self in that situation in a really bad posture, which adds stress to our body anyway, puts us down in the dumps a bit. So we compare ourselves then or our worst self or what we think we are inside compared to someone else's supposed best self on social media. And I think there's a big gap there. And I think the, the lines of reality have been blurred there. So we take that almost as black and white and true, but we don't actually see the story behind it. So there's a lot of pressure with expectation from social media, our own expectations, but also not ever being asked or thought to think about what is our dream life and how do we want to live 
our lives. There's like a production line of how we go about that. You know, Sam, I've shared at times um, dealing with a, a beautiful soul called Jacqueline who we interviewed on here many years ago uh, in her 90s and this was her take on on the world because I think she even reiterated that over 70% of her clients, and she's a psychologist and a counsellor and a kinesiologist, she said that over 70% of her clients were men aged between, I think, 30 and 60, I think was the, the bracket she spoke of. There seems to be a lot of pressure. And, and I said to her, um, you know, anxiety and depression is big for men. Um, maybe we can generalise and say men don't speak that much. She felt, and this is her words, she felt that us women had a bit to do with this. And uh, this isn't about bashing the sexes, but it's an interesting conversation. She felt that women, all for, she was all for women's liberation and, and obviously, like you even mentioned, you know, equality and all of those beautiful things that are really important in this day and age. But she felt that we've almost taken it too far where women are now on the front line, women are now running countries, women are now doing very masculine, heavy-duty jobs. She feels that's unraveled the family unit where, in many respects, the woman or the feminine energy is to nurture and nourish a family and the man's really, in a very generalised speaking, is to provide and protect. And, yes, we can swap roles and, yes, of course, we can all do all of those things, but to, she felt that for a woman to have the children bath fed and ready um, and the, the man sitting at the head of the table like it was back in the 1950s um, wasn't such a bad thing as far as keeping the roles distinct and obviously more simplistic. Uh, taking away arrogance and ego and domestic violence and those other hideous things that can occur with those things. What's your take on on the man's role or the masculine energy? And, and do you think women have got a bit to answer for in this situation? Uh, that's, a, it's re that's really interesting, Kim. I was just thinking about, um, you know, evolution, uh, just thinking of um, uh, Mr. Dr. Bruce Lipton about his stuff and one of the talks that I, one of the talks that he does about evolution and the Fibonacci sequence and where we're going as a human race. Um, and I think what well, that's that's pretty. I understand where she's coming from there, and I think that's it's a really interesting concept. But I don't think we're going to go back to that. You know, we, we're continually evolving and changing. I don't think we'll go back to that in the same way that it was. I think for me, one of the one of the elements I think one of the steps or um, part of the process of grabbing life by the balls is controlling what you can control, not controlling everything around you, but controlling you. Whether there's a heap of stuff going on around you or whatever, is that you can control what's going on for you and then you can start seeing solutions. I think what was coming to me was that if, if guys know what they're doing and why they're doing it and have a purpose and a vision and they've spent invested time and asked that question and, and came up with an answer over time, sometimes years, they have a better understanding of themselves. Then they can articulate that with their partner, with their spouse and I think women have the same stuff going on. I think there's a lot of pressure and expectation and the same stuff we've talked about with men in a different uh, different context, but I think there's the same pressures women get as well as the men at the moment with how things are changing and how quick that's going. But I think if if we're evolving as a human race, that guys individually need to figure out a bit more about who they are and their purpose as well as the women, and then you start having a better conversation. If you've got a spouse, you're having a better conversation about how both of those things come together as a team and how you can both step forward and live um, live a beautiful life, whether that is um, blurring of the masculine and feminine roles, say, in the household, um, I think is inconsequential as long as both people are stepping up and living a purposeful life as individuals and then as a family unit as well. I think if we're evolving, that's where it's, I think that's where we need to go um, rather than, I think people blame and criticise and we always blame and criticise and have arguments with the people we love most. Usually that's an internal reflection of what's going on for us, not necessarily, um, it may be related to external things, things outside of our control, but internally we're feeling 
those feelings that we're trying to put onto other people, usually our spouse, usually the person we need to love most because they're the ones that will not leave us straight away if we regurgitate all of that and throw the throw a heap of crap on them. I think if we what's going on for ourselves individually and we have a better understanding of that, I think we can, can step forward and and step up into something new that we haven't quite reached um, in humanity, particularly in the Western world where things, you know, we're living in the best time just about ever um, according to health and disease stats and longevity of life and um, lifestyle and all of that. So I think that's that's maybe more, that's where I'd come from with that. Bravo, Sam. Bloody bravo. Good question. Oh. I think your answer was just bang on. Mm. I think it's, you know, I think it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful evolution. It's a beautiful reality. It's a beautiful truth. And nothing comes without challenge and nothing comes without growth and nothing comes without expansion. And I love how you say that, you know, in a family unit, it's inconsequential as to who plays what role, provided the family unit is doing that cohesively, congruently, and out of out of you know um, at understanding and connection to each other, I, I think that that's just I think that's so powerful. And I think there will be women listening to this thinking, "Jeepers, why isn't my husband like you?" <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think that that is that was such a insightful response to to Kimmy's question. I'm, I, I, that was just amazing, just amazing. Cool. Hmm. I think well, while, while you're going there, I think the other thing that is quite interesting for me when I get asked these questions and this sort of stuff is about the role women have played in my life, like um, the freedom and scope that Catherine gives me and the space to figure out my own crap. I'm pretty slow. Catherine's much more evolved in this department than I am. She just gives me the space a week. It's getting quicker, maybe a week, and I've figured out there's something going on and then we have a chat about it all. We, we work through some stuff. It's usually what's going on for me. Um, you know, is the team of women that I've had behind me with all of this. You know, it hasn't been, um, there's been help from men in particular, but, the, you know, the women in my life are amazing. Like, I'm honoured that you called me, you know, I'm honoured to call you, all three of you, um, friends. It's, you know, it's been amazing, Karen, working with you pretty much side by side um, since we moved up here and this evolution into personal growth and then the evolution into grab life by the balls, you know, it, it comes back to the women in my life, you know, that the women, that I'm the only guy in your inner circle, <laughs> your circle group and I've had two great, amazing uh, and very different groups of women um, help mentor and inspire me in, in your inner circle stuff. Like I think it's, you know, that the women in my life have also, you know, had a, amazing um influence on on who i am and what we're doing now as we move forward yeah no well i think that i I think it's a beautiful way to look at it in terms of how generationally we've evolved and generationally we've changed and how you know we are making steps now you know thanks to people like you who are actually taking the steps now to make sure that we're all that equality is maintained and that balance is maintained for our men and for our women rather than trying to hold anything back. You're, you know, you're very much in a state of, well, this is how it is and let's, let's make sure that we keep grabbing life by the balls because there's a reality and, I'm, and I know that Kim and Cindy will um, agree with this. There's a huge reality about women is that, you know, in a relationship we still want to be with the man who's a man. You know, if we're going to be in a relationship with a man, I'm not saying that all women are with men, you know, it just depends on our personal choice, but we want our man to be able to fight the bears if he has to, you know. <laughs> he oh. must. Yeah, he's still going to fight off a bear if I'm being chased, you know. <laughs> so I think that there's that, that beautiful dynamic that um, the masculine and the feminine still plays where we're united we are stronger than divided and i think what you're also doing is you're supporting men to understand the feminine and understand the masculine within themselves as women are beginning to understand and balance the masculine and feminine in themselves you know it it's it's 
that's certainly what I've seen with the work that you've done. It's about bringing balance within. And then what happens without is um, a natural byproduct of balance rather than trying to find our balance um, in the world outside, refining the balance in the world inside. And I really, I, I applaud you on everything that you're doing. Tell us, a, tell us a little bit about some of the initiatives that you have engaged, some of the things that you're doing right now. Yeah, so we're, it's a, a rapid transformation with um, Grab Life by the Balls at the moment. There's a lot of momentum, there's a lot of things happening. So um, I've got an amazing um, board in place, which I can now say because we are a not-for-profit organisation. So I've got some really smart people around me that are, are great in their areas of expertise. Um, which is fantastic, um, couldn't do it without them. So I think having a team and stepping up from that is being awesome. With Grab Life by the Balls, we sit, I think we sit in such a unique spot with the name, with how we talk about things, our, our laid-back nature, um, how we embrace men for who they are without trying to judge them or force them into um, doing things that aren't particularly uh, blokey as Aussie blokes are that's not to say that that stuff doesn't happen but we embrace who they are and meet them where they're at there's no one really doing that so at the moment with rapid expansion we're trying to I'm trying to keep up and make sure that the purpose and the branding and lots of all this stuff is um and the message the Aussie cheekiness and the laid-back nature of things still comes across um when we expand so um we do three different things that we're working on at the moment. Uh, grassroots on the Sunshine Coast. We hold very laid-back, mateship-based events around connection and meeting people. Um, and it's funny, even though we don't advertise and say that we're going to talk about our feelings and stuff, as you build up that trust and that mateship and that connection, it's amazing the conversations that start to come out once you meet guys where they're at. So we have a couple of, we have weekly events. We have stuff going on every week on the Sunshine Coast. We're just making sure that um, that formula and our message is congruent. And uh, like, seriously, tomorrow we can have groups around Australia, but we're just, at the moment, the, um, the board have quite rightly pulled my head into line a little bit and making sure that they as a structure and a very good branding and a good system as to keeping that message um, the way it is and keeping the groups running the way they are. So that's the grassroots thing, which we're working on. Uh, Watch this space. Number two is what I mentioned before. It was a shameless plug before about the world's biggest barbecue. I think that's so quintessentially, quintessentially un-Australian, both the, um, the men's mental health stats in Australia as well as that we don't have a world record with barbecues. So we're working, um, <laughs> working on that with some close friends of yours, Karen, hey? Yes. <laughs> that was quite funny. And then, um, and then we've got a... Um, a, I suppose a business, I say corporate, but then I don't know how we class like um, building sites and mining stuff, we, if you class that as um, corporate. But um, basically blokey industries, we have um, uh, in the process of starting a couple of programs uh, in the mines and, and uh, very quickly elsewhere, we're already in discussions with other locations, um, about what it takes to grab life by the ball. So they're, they're short and sweet. They're very practical talks. They're um, basically ingredients as to what it means to grab life by the balls, to live your best life, to step up and, and you know, <laughs> I was mostly going to say grow a step, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> dear, oh dear. In, in, your, in your own way, in your own way. So we give, the idea is to give the, um, the framework or the, um, the kind of the protocol to follow, but then you add in your own ingredients and you make it yourself. And it still turns out to be your way that you want to live life, essentially. So there's a very structured program, which has also been um, vetted by our uh, psychologist on our on our board. So it does have, I'm not psychological, no psychology background or anything like that. I'm not a psychologist, but it does have, uh, it is backed up by research. We just deliver it. I deliver things in a very matter of fact, very laid back, very Aussie way. So um, they're the three things that we've got going on at the moment. There's plenty of other stuff um, in the in the melting pot, but they're the main three at the moment. So, if any of our um, listeners wanted to follow you or to find out more about what you're doing, what's the best way that they can research you? Um, yeah, there's a couple of spots depending on um, how you consume that type of information. The website is grablifebytheballs.com.au. 
Um, there's plenty of things on there, and I try to keep that updated. It is an active site. It's, um, it needs a bit of work. Um, that's one of the other things in <laughs> Melting Pot as we as things uh, rapidly change. Um, but that that's the best spot to find us. Uh, otherwise, if uh, Instagram or Facebook is your jam, at Grab Life by the Balls Movement uh, is where you can find us. But if you head to the website, you can find all those links. We're also on LinkedIn. I'm very accessible. Um, you can send me uh, personal messages via um, the Grab Life by the Balls pages or the, or the website. You can get in contact quite easily. We're quite accessible with that sort of stuff these days. Sam, I'm wondering if you could explain your work, your life, your passion, your drive, your humour, everything that you do. When I look at how you live with purpose, is it or could you explain to us if it's the case that your work in chiropractic does flow into your personal life and now grab life with the balls, grab life by the balls, and if it does, how does that all intertwine with its ethos and its its beauty and its amazing philosophy? Oh well, yeah, well that's that is part of uh, yeah, chiropractic has been a main uh, a big. Um, and Mark Postle's influence with that, uh, with philosophy and, and taking things out into the universe. He's quite a big thinker. Uh, you guys know Mark. Other people may not. Um, but, yeah, he's quite uh, a big thinker, a very deep thinker. So um, his influence has been massive. But all the dots along the journey, you can link them back, I think, to what's, what's come through. And I think, in essence, to answer that question very simply, is that um, Grab Life by the Board is just an extension of who I am and I'm, I've, I understand that a lot better. Um, I'm much more comfortable about who I am and how I contain myself and, and what's real for me and that, is, um, that really aligns well with me. There's, no, there's no, nothing hidden. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm not the guru or anything but my life is just a reflection of grab life by the balls and me being me is grab life by the balls at this stage and I'm looking forward to that evolution as we grow um, as an organisation for that not to be the case. But at the moment, it's just me being me. And I'm a lot more comfortable with that after hanging out with um, Mark Postles and um, Susan Steinhardt, if you're, if you're listening, who's a, who was a chiropractor in our office and now runs a, another practice on the Sunshine Coast, watching her go about her business in the office um, was quite intimidating to start with. Now, Susan's amazing chiropractic, gives so much, so... Um, powerfully almost scarily present sometimes and and really gave a lot of herself and I was like I can't do that as a chiropractor like you're amazing Susan I want to be like you and I was comparing my weaknesses to her strengths and then part of this evolution of understanding myself better was understanding what I did really well but also knowing that there was something more to give because I could see Susan so on purpose and so dynamic and inspired with what she was doing I wanted a slice of that and I tried very hard for a long time to make sure that that was chiropractic and I felt um, a bit guilty and sh- ashamed that it wasn't chiropractic for a while. And then as I grew, with, uh, particularly with Karen, Karen's guidance and, and everyone else, as I started um, stepping up into this, uh, this new me, I suppose, I started embracing all those things that were me, like uh, taking big concepts and talking about them in a matter-of-fact Aussie laid-back way. Uh, knowing what I had to offer was, you know, just by being me was much more powerful by keeping things simple rather than uh, knowing, all, knowing all the technical terms but actually making them simple for people to consume was a big part of chiropractic, uh, particularly Susan as well, Mark and Sally and everyone in the office here. So that's the chiropractors that helped me define who I was and where my strengths were and then I've just applied them to to grab life by the balls. And the underlying philosophy of Grab life by the balls comes from the chiropractic philosophy of basically um, on one level reconnecting man the physical with man the spiritual, or on another level basically, what is it to be to live your best life? What is it for you to be healthy? Is it merely the absence of symptoms or pain, or is it actually stepping up and understanding maybe there is more to just being healthy? Maybe I can take it to another level of healthiness. And in this case, we're doing our aim is to do that with mental health, not just say, okay, you're, you don't have an issue, um, you're fine, there's no problem, whereas in fact we still feel like shit on the inside. Um, actually going to go, okay, this is what we've got. These are, these are some things that elite athletes do. These are things that can help you get out of the shit. But if you keep applying these and keep asking better questions, you could go to a whole new level that you don't even know about. 
and that's the underlying purpose. That's, you know, like grabbing life by the balls. Like I'm, I can't exactly remember the story. I have to make up the story about how we got to that, but we're looking for a name like that. And I think just grab life by the balls just epitomises everything that we're on about with, you know, all the learnings that I've had through um, having a crack at cricket, um, you know, travelling as well as, you know, you know chiropractic um, profession and the, and the philosophy, the essential philosophy of um, chiropractic going back to um, its more modern conception uh, just over 120 years ago, about 125 years ago from right Sydney, you'd know that. But, yeah, that's, that's all the dots, you know, everything, everything that's happened has come back, um, you know, and is aligned and that was there for a reason and then we're just, I've stepped up and owned who I am and that's a reflection of where we're going with Grab Life by the Balls and embracing that. Like, oh yeah, we're on, we're on seven, seven News uh, on the Sunshine Coast the other day uh, at one of our grassroots events, our, our coffee, chinway, bacon and eggs every Friday morning, 6.30am. For those at Moolba, families welcome if you're listening on the Sunshine Coast. And uh, I made sure that I wore my cap, that I didn't shave, that I wore my singlet because that's how we'd turn up anyway on a Friday morning because I didn't want to, I wanted to be real, I wanted to be genuine and, and I'm much more comfortable in that and I want other guys to be comfortable in that as well. Sam, you have given us such a fantastic show today. Um, we are thrilled to have had you join us today to talk about the movement that you've created and, of course, the necessity of it. I just, I, I just want to reiterate for all the wives and mums out there who are thinking that their kids or their husbands could be interested in this, where can people find you again? Grablifebytheballs.com.au or uh, just, yeah, just Google us these days, Grab Life by the Balls, Facebook and the website come straight up fantastic awesome thank thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today you've been on point and i still say bravo to you oh thank you such a pleasure to be on for the second time that's pretty cool um, yeah back and listen to that old interview and see what i was talking about then but it's um uh, absolute <laughs> pleasure thank you for each of you individually karen kim and cindy for you know helping me along the way you know um Kim, you've been massively supportive when we're when I've been a bit cheeky and got in front of your your groups that you talk you talk to. You know, Cindy for letting Howie out every now and then. Howie's been an amazing resource. Glad <laughs> to have him in my life. God, <laughs> support to get to get to open up a new um, level of health for us and our family has been amazing. And Karen, yeah, you just rock my world. So yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Mm. We love you, Sam. You're an amazing young man and we honestly, I think for everyone listening, it would just be extraordinary if the world thought the way you do. I think you just always highlight that there's always another way and I think that's the most important thing that I've ever learnt from you is your incredible generosity to open up and share yourself but also to really, truly, openly, absolutely lovingly want to embrace men for their, and then their power which, of course, in turn enhances us as women and, and family. So thank you. Thank you. Big love. So for all of our listeners, we have absolutely enjoyed today's show and hopefully you guys have got as much out of it as we have. There is such a need for our men to connect and collaborate. So if you guys are thinking after listening to today's show that you want your husbands to at least listen to the show and at least know that there's options out there for them, please make sure that you do that. And if you've got any questions that you want to ask on behalf of your partners or your kids and also, you know, if you've got questions yourselves, just head on over to our Facebook page at all the w's.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also do the same thing at all the w's.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. But make sure most importantly that you join us here next week on Up For A Chat when you get to become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And ain't we doing that? My friends, we're going to see you on the ride. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.